How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with CP3. I am joined once again by Bid Bolton. So you already know what time it is if Bid's on the podcast. Bid, say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up? Uh, we're happy to have Bid back once again. And like I said a second ago, y'all know what it is. I mean, if Bid's on the podcast, y'all know we're talking baseball. It's time for the MLB playoffs. But first, as always, you know, me and Bid, as we've done in the past, I mean, we got to go through the um, award winners from last MLB season. So let's go ahead and kick things off here. Let's start with Rookie of the Year. Bid, who you got for NL Rookie of the Year? As much as I want to give it to Mike, um, I have to give it to Pete Alonzo. I mean, broke the rookie record, led the league in home runs as a rookie. And uh, just for the record, when I was on at the beginning of the year, I did predict that as well. I put him over Tatis. Um, but like, as bad as I want to give it to Mike, I got to give it to Pete Alonzo. Uh, close second for Soroka, though. Hell of a year for him. Yeah, yeah, you know, as a Braves fan as well, I want to give it to Soroka, and I love seeing everything out of him. You know, I almost wanted to put him up there in the Cy Young, but I mean, the thing about Soroka is he just doesn't get the strikeouts like these other guys do. But I mean, Tatis got hurt, which kind of drops him out of the race. Alonzo stayed healthy pretty much the whole season. I mean, you got to go with Alonzo, especially the fact he broke that rookie home run record. He hit what fifty three jacks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 53 home runs, I don't think there's any argument there. Uh, AL, I don't think we have much disagreement either, Bid, who you got for AL? I mean, Jordan Alvarez, I think that's pretty cut and dry here. Uh, Vlad Jr. had a pretty good year. Great showing in the home run derby, but he just kind of overall disappointed a little bit. I still think he has a great career. Um, he did say that he's never lifted weights in his life before, and he's going to get started uh, in the offseason this year. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, he's probably going to be scary next year. Um, but I got to give it to Alvarez right now. Uh, since he came up, he's been arguably the best player in the American League. And if he had been up all year, he'd seriously be in the MVP conversation as well. But uh, got to give it to Alvarez here. Yeah, yeah, I saw like, like if you average his home runs out into like a regular into like a full 162 game, uh, kind of into a whole you know 162 game thing there that you would see him. I believe he would have hit like what was it like a hundred? I think it was like 64 home runs or something crazy like that. So he had like an 1100 OPS too. The guy was just going crazy down in Houston. That's another huge reason why they won what 107 games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's, That's what I'm saying. saying. Like, that was the last thing Astros needed was another bat that that's good. So, yeah, yeah there you go. go. I, I, I can tell you that you just saw the, uh, uh, the double right there by Thames. He's killing the ball tonight. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, let's keep things moving a little bit here. I mean, those I mean, most of these awards are kind of cut and dry. Let's go to one, actually, where you'll hear me and Bid disagree on, and that is manager. Let's start in the AL. Um, I'm going to go Rocco Baldelli here for the best manager in the AL. You know, he led this Twins team that – by a lot of people overachieve, but they didn't for me. As you remember, Bid, I did pick the Twins to win the division. I had to. It was weird with that team because at the beginning of the year, I said Indians, you said Twins, and then when we reviewed it at the break, we switched our answers. Yeah, you know, I really, I thought the Indians were getting healthy. You know, they made the moves, got and everybody else like, okay, I'm in on the Indians. Yeah, they got hot, but they just couldn't quite get over the hump there. 
close. Yeah, yeah you know, they just they, they, they dug, dug themselves too big of a hole at the beginning of the season. That's pretty much what it was. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I got to give the Twins the respect, man. You know, they they won 101 games this season. Rocco Baldelli helped this team drastically overachieve, and I think honestly, some of his managing, you know, told this team helped this team swing for the fences, and they broke the um, home run record in MLB history for the most home runs hit by a by a team. I kind of quit keeping count once they went over 300 and broke the Yankees number. So, you know, I feel like if you're going to hit them out like the Twins do, you got to give it to Baldelli. Yeah, um, it's hard for me to disagree with that. Uh, he definitely had a great year. The Twins had a great year. Um, but for one reason and one reason only, I'm going to give it to Bob Melvin, and that is because for two years now I've said there is no way that the Oakland A's will make the playoffs. And for two years now they've proven me wrong. Uh, this year especially, you know, that one, of their starter, one of their best starters went down. Another one got suspended from Frankie Montas. And then Chris Davis drastically underachieved, and they still won 97 games. So I kind of – I was this close to giving it to Baldelli, but I got to I gotta give it to Bob Melvin because I can't keep sleeping on him. I got I to gotta give him something, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, know I, I almost wanted, wanted to go Melvin, Melvin as well, but I just feel, feel like the way, you know, what the Twins did this year finally get back to the postseason race. But, I mean, like you said, man, it's tough to do when you're a guy like Melvin. You know, the A's, they seem to find – it seems like that they find um, hitting out of – just threw off the lineup one through nine every single time. Although, I will say this, Marcus Simeon and Matt Chapman absolutely crushed the ball, and Matt Olsen got hot too about midway point in the season. Plus, Mike Byers extremely – Overachieve for the A's. The A's team was a fun team for me to follow just because, because y'all know I like to bet on baseball. And the A's were drastically underpriced always, so you know I was always riding with the A's because they were always, always getting a good price. And speaking of Marcus Simeon, though, he definitely like he was the one of the group that really overachieved for me this year. Uh, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, I always always knew they were going to do good, especially Matt Chapman. I said uh, he had an outside shot at MVP a while back too, um, but. I mean, Marcus Simeon definitely showed out this year. He definitely, well, at least was he exceeded my expectations. And then Mike Fires, just like the A's, second year in a row, I said he was going to fall off, and then he didn't. So the A's just consistently proved me wrong. So yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think they announced the pitchers yet for tomorrow. I bet you the A's they'll probably end up going with Fires, but Sean Manaya, Sean Manaya starting tomorrow. Who is Sean Manaya? He's healthy and he's starting tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. go. He's on. When he's on, he's their best pitcher. He's always he's struggled with injury a good bit and he's been up and down. But we'll see how that goes. I wouldn't be surprised if they had fires uh, ready to go in case of emergency. Kind of like how the Nats have Strasburg and Corbin, Corbin ready to go tonight if they need him. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I, th- I feel, feel like in these uh, uh, in these. Um, Ulster, why do I keep trying to say Ulster? In these um, in these elimination games, you got these wild card games here. I mean, you gotta gotta leave it all out on the field, which definitely puts you behind the eight ball a little bit going into the first round. But you gotta do what you gotta do to win. For the division series, like you have, because you have to get there. I mean, you have to do everything you can to get there. And if you try to save some of your guys for the division series, there's a good chance that you won't make it to the division series. So you just gotta. Got to leave it all out on the field right now. 
Oh, oh yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. you. Um, let's, let's move here now to our um, NL manager, and I'll start us off again. I'm gonna go with Mike Schlitt, the Cardinals, and you know I picked him just over everyone else, not necessarily because the Cardinals are the best record or anything like that in the NL, but it's because you know the Cardinals they weren't in, they they struggled the first half of the year, quite frankly. They didn't have great pitching, they could not hit the ball at all. And this team kind of, you know, they're a second half team, like I said all year. That's who I picked. To, I actually picked them to go to the World Series, believe it or not. But the Cardinals, um, you know, they, they came alive, and I, I loved what I saw out of them. I mean, Goldschmidt finally started getting the ball. They had other guys come around throughout the order, but I really thought it was Jack Flaherty kind of, you know, established himself as the ace for this team. I mean, they, he was basically unhittable for them in the second half of the year, and I feel like that. That, that really took to the next level, level. but you know, I got to give it to Mike Schmidt here. I mean, he's he's, he's able, able to pull away, you know, from the pack in the NL Central, and it, it was tough. You know, the Brewers, the Cubs are coming for everybody. Even the Reds were only like five and a half games out of it at the All Star break. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that there's a three horse race right now. Um, Cardinals hate week. I'm not giving him any respect right now. <laughs> I'm going to go with my guy Snit. Uh, as much as I'm tempted to give it a him or to give it to Craig Council. I mean, Brian Snicker, again, coming in with these low expectations nationally. Everybody was saying, well, the Phillies loaded up. They went out and spent $500 million this offseason to end up in fourth place. So we don't know it's not going to Yeah, to end up watching, watching us on, on TV. TV. Yeah, exactly. They, they said the Nationals lost Bryce, but they got Corbin and everybody. They loaded up. They're going to be good. The Mets went and made some moves. They're going to be good. The Phillies spent $500 million. And everybody just kind of said, eh, the Braves, they'll be okay. And uh, nope, 97 games is a little bit better than okay, I think. Win the division, one of the toughest divisions in baseball. Um, Schlitt's a good choice. Council's a good choice, but I'm going with my guy Snit here. I like it. I like it. You know, I definitely, definitely would not be mad at all to be wrong on that prediction right there. there. So. Keep, Keep it moving here, here and, and let's go Cy Young. Um, I don't think me and Ben, honestly, have too much disagreement on this bid. You, you want to tell them why we got DeGrom? Oh, wait, we're talking about NL now. Yeah, DeGrom. Uh, yeah, this is another one where I I feel bad because I wanted to go with Soroka again, but I just I looked at it, and you got to go with DeGrom here. Uh, second lowest CRA in the NL, and he really closed the gap big time. If you look at it at the All-Star break, he was way off a full run pretty much behind Ryu behind Soroka, behind Scherzer, and he jumped pretty much everybody but Ryu, and he almost caught up to him. All the peripherals are better than Ryu. He didn't allow really any base runners. He struck out, what, like, I think, off the top of my head, I think 12 per nine, maybe, maybe 13. A lot of strikeouts. And, uh, you know, Jacob deGrom, again, just he, another unreal season for him. Uh and, again, just like I said earlier, just like with Alonzo, that's another guy that I picked at the beginning of the year and win. I think you did as well. So, got to go with DeGrom. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like, like you said, said, I mean, he overachieved, overachieved on the – I mean, I always say he definitely overachieved, but when, when the Mets struggled, he didn't really get the wins that he deserved. And he kind of, you know, this day, day and age, when you give up the home run ball a little bit more, it's going to make your ERA look a little worse. And I think – he kind of had, had to figure out how to pitch around that. But once he did, the Mets got hot winning games. I mean, he was back to shut down Jacob DeGrom, as we're used to seeing. Um, AL, I mean, I tried to make it make a um, make up an argument here for Verlander, but it was just not possible. Did tell him why we got Garrett Cole. Well, this one is kind of funny, though, because Verlander uh, gave up the most home runs, I think, in baseball. Uh, which was weird considering how great he was outside of that. 
Uh, Verlander's ERA two fifty eight was just a little bit low, a uh, little bit higher than Garrett Cole's, but he gave up. Let me see here. Uh, thirty six home runs, not quite tops in the league, but it was not far off. Uh, only, only one guy in the American League actually gave up more than that. Um, so Verlander definitely did have a great year. Led the league in uh, batting average against and innings pitched. But Garrett Cole, just the peripherals around that, 326 strikeouts, great year for him. And going into free agency as well, this is gonna he's gonna have a pretty fat price tag there. I don't know who he winds up with. I think that honestly, the best fit for him and for the Astros would be for them to just stick around for him to stay there. Uh, but a lot of teams like the Angels are gonna jump in. I, I mean, I hope the Braves look into it as well, but think he goes back there and i think he has a little bit of hardware with him too i think he's gonna win cy young this year Uh, oh yeah no definitely good uh bartering piece for him here here. let's move here to the mvp and then we'll get on to the playoffs all right so we'll start here with the al mvp you know, you know, I, I got to go with the boy, boy Mike Trout, Trout once again. Um, you, you know, before he was there for a while, he was leading the majors in home runs. He ended up hitting 45 this year. Uh, Trout, you know, he's just an all-around guy. He's that five-tool player. He can do it all. Um, whether it's, you know, swing the bat, whether it's play the field, whether it's run the bases, you know, he's still 17th in batting average hit 291 on base percentage over uh, over 400, you know. I mean, it, there's yeah, nothing Mike Trout can't do. Uh, also, his slugging percentage was, it was 6.5, which is crazy. Led the league in war, and he missed the last month of the year. This guy's unreal. This is the best player of his generation. Easily head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, nothing against Alex Bregman here. He definitely could be deserving, and I wouldn't be upset to see him win it. But Mike Trout, I mean, you, I can't go against Trout right here. I got to go against Trout. And again, that's another one that we predicted, so. Making yeah, I mean, it's better too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too, too hard, hard to pick, pick against, against Mike Trout. Trout. He's, He's too good. good. Yeah, for sure. All right, All right let's, let's go, go a little NL MVP here. Who you got on that one? Uh, this one I could see going one of two ways. I think Cody Bellinger wins, but personally, my vote would go to Anthony Rendon because this is a guy that has been underrated his whole career, um, and down the stretch. He was a lot better than Bellinger. Bellinger just got off to that unreal start, and he was still good down the stretch, too. OPS around 900, but Rendon really took off there, and he really propelled the Nats into this wild card spot. Uh, Bellinger, the home runs, obviously, um, something that he was way above Rendon. Um, Rendon did drive in more runs than anybody else. Not that that's as important these days, but the Nationals wouldn't be where they were, where they are without him. Um, and after just being this unrated for so many years, or underrated for so many years, I think Bellinger's going to win it, but my vote would have to go to Anthony Rendon right now. You know, you know I'd, I'd have, have to go with Bellinger. He's still into the season hitting 305. You know, he started out hot and finished hot. Um, you, know, you know, like, like you said, said earlier, I mean, he hit those 47 home runs. runs. I, think I think another thing, though, that's underrated for, for, for Bellinger is he had a good eye at the plate. He walked 95 times this season, which, you know, is definitely yeah. – he's, he's getting on base for his team. You know, he had, had an on-base percentage over four, so I loved everything I saw from him, and I thought that he had a great season. I just feel like that there's no way, you know, I can't not pick him here. Plus, with how good the Dodgers did, I am one of those guys where you kind of, you know, got to give it to him based off how their team performed as well, so that's what I got to go with here. I do think that he wins, but 
ultimately I just I would go Rendon just with what he did down the stretch and with the slow start that the Nats got off to. Uh, he was injured for part of that, but with the, that slow start, the fact that they were still able to win more than 90 games and be the home uh, the one excuse me the home team in the wild card game. Uh, I'd have to give it to him just because of the way what he meant to this team, especially after losing Bryce Harper. Uh, they wouldn't be where they are without him. And in uh, contrast to that, I think. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, a little sick here. Sorry. Uh, I think that you take Bellinger off the Dodgers. I still think they're a playoff team. You take Rendon off the Nats. I don't think that they're where they are now. And I don't think the Dodgers would win over 100 games without Cody Bellinger. But I do think they're still one of the elite teams in baseball without them. Yeah, yeah you know, I just feel like Bellinger, Bellinger just had such a great year swinging the bat, but I mean, also, the, the Nationals were the most unlucky team on all the metrics at the beginning of the season, so, I mean, that ended up working its way out, and they ended up finding themselves here in the playoffs. Um, let's keep it moving here. Speaking of the playoffs, why not go ahead and talk about it? We're watching the game right now. Brewers, Nationals, who did you have winning this game tonight, Ben? Well, I said earlier, uh, this game, if the Nationals lose it, it's just because they're the Nationals and they always lose in October. Because this is a game that they should win. Yeah, Max Scherzer on the mound, one of the best starters in all baseball. They got Strasburg and Patrick Corbin loaded up, ready to go if Scherzer struggles or if, Scherzer, or if they have to take him out. Uh, they're at home. They're clearly the better team. They're facing a team without their best player, Christian Yelich. I said they have to win this game, but it's hard. This is a game that if I can't bet on baseball, obviously because of my job, but if I could bet on baseball, I would have stayed away from this game because the Nationals should win it, but they're the Nationals. And it's hard to side with the Nationals in October. So I said they'd win, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I was kind of thinking, it is October, and they are the Nats, so. Yeah, yeah you know, um, I didn't bet on a side in this game, game because I wanted to take the Brewers, but I ended up taking the under, but honestly, I mean, like you said, gun to my head, I would have picked the Nationals to win this game because they're the Nationals, they're at home, and they have Max Scherzer, and they have Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin, and they even said they were willing to throw all those guys out of the pin if they had to, so. You know, you know, I would have thought, thought the Nationals would win this game. game. I mean, there's still a lot of time left in this October baseball, so a lot can still happen here. I'm not ready to write them off just yet, but I'm going to go with the – I guess I'm going to go with the Nationals, and I guess we'll kind of have to talk both sides here as the Brewers are winning for the next upcoming series. But what about the wild card game tomorrow? What do you think about that one? Hang on. just Did Brian Braun just get hurt? I mean, no, he's had a hurt calf. He's playing with the injury. So, I mean, he pretty much would not be playing if this wasn't October. Yeah, but it looked the way they're talking to him. I mean, I got the game muted right now, so I can't hear it. But I, it looked like they might be taking him out. I doubt it. I think he's going to stay in there as long as he possibly can. can. I mean, it's October, yeah, man. We've seen Schilling, you know, pitch at the bloody yeah, sock. You play unless you can't. Future Congressman Kurt Schilling. <laughs> yeah, that's Congress crazy. In uh, Arizona. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. But uh, what are you thinking about this game tomorrow? Game tomorrow. Look. You know what the definition of insanity is? I do. I do. Um, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Now, I've been going against the A's for so long 
saying that they're not going to win. They're not going to get anywhere near where they are right now, and they've proven me wrong every time. With that being said, I'm certifiably insane. I'm going with the Rays. <laughs> um, you know, I'm actually going to agree with you on this one, Bid. I want to pick Oakland. I kind of find myself as a little bit. I pull for Oakland a little bit. You know, they help make me a good bit of money, and I think they're a fun young team to watch. I feel like they don't get the love they deserve, but I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, and in low-scoring games is where you see underdogs win the most, in my opinion. And Tampa Bay's got the much better pitching here. Tampa Bay's done it all year without the stars in their lineup hitting the ball. I feel like Oakland's pitching isn't as good as you'd like it to be. Plus, I got some questions about their bullpen as well. I think Tampa Bay is going to come out here on the road and get it done. Plus, I feel like if, see, if this game was played, you know, on no day's rest or one day's rest, I would like Oakland a little bit better because of the time change and everything. But I feel like that really there's just no travel or any kind of factor here that helps Oakland that much. I got Tampa Bay. This might be kind of a trap game, though, because Sean Mania was out pretty much all year, but went 4-0 with a 121 in September when he came back. So, I mean, <laughs> I've been going against the A's for so long, and I just said I was going with the Rays here, too, but I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Sean Mania go out and go seven strong tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, put anything past the A's when they're at home. You know, there's such a great team at home. And like you said, Bob Melvin is what he's doing with this team. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I feel like if the A's can get on the board early, they'll win this game. But I feel like if the more the game goes on and on, the more and more I like the Rays pitching depth. And they both have great bullpens, too. Uh, I, I just like the A's or the Rays offensively a little bit better. Um, they got a lot of young talent there. Guys like uh, Yandy Diaz, Willie Thomas, or Adam—I still don't even know how to say that man's name right. Um, they got a lot of talent there, especially—I mean, Tommy Pham's a guy that I've always been, that I've always liked. Austin Meadows, same thing. I struck him out once, not to brag. Um, yeah, so it's just offensively, I think that the Rays are the better team. Uh, both of these teams have strong pitching, especially tomorrow with Sean and I going for the A's. So I'm just I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, but going against the A's and them always prove me wrong. This is something now where I feel like I have to keep going against the A's until I'm actually right about it. So I'm going with the Rays tomorrow. I love it. I can't wait to watch and see what happens in that game. Let's, Let's go, go ahead and, uh, and uh, talk, talk about, about these uh, matchups we've got in the next few days here. And why not start things off with our hometown Braves hosting the Cardinals? we got Dallas Keuchel on the mound versus Miles Mikolos. And I'll start talking a little bit about this matchup in this series. I like the Braves in this series. Look, the NL Central, none of those teams can win on the road, even though we might see one do it tonight. The Cardinals are night and day, home and away. Also, the Braves are really, really, really good at home. And we don't really lose series like that at home. I like the Braves any situation at home. You know, I just, I just feel like that we're kind of seeing that can get it done. We've got great pitching. We've got great hitting throughout the lineup. We're finally, you know, healthy at the right time. I love what Atlanta can do here. Braves in three. We're putting up ten runs on Miles Mikolas. Ron Burgundy looking ass tomorrow or Thursday. So, Braves in three. Give me that. I hope we get it done in three. I say Braves in four. I think it's going to take four to get it done. Um Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about the Dodgers, Dodgers and the, the um, Brewers slash Nationals, Nationals next. First, First off, who do you think the Dodgers would rather see? see? I think they'd rather see the Brewers. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think they'd definitely rather see the Brewers, especially um, from the Dodgers' point of view offensively because these hitters definitely would prefer to face the Brewers' pitching staff than run up against the three-headed monster that is Scherzer, Strasburg, mm-hmm. and Corbin. And you can't count out uh, Anibal Sanchez either. You look at uh, the resurgence that he's had the last couple of years, he's a solid number four up there too. Um, I think that especially without Christian Yelich, too, because that's just one more reason why the Brewers would be the easier opponent here. And they're still a good team, don't get me wrong. But if I'm if I'm L.A., I'm definitely hoping that the Brewers pull this game out. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I, think I think the Brewers will probably end up pulling this game out. out and, and, I mean, you said it, you said it, you said it as best you can put it. You, you know, know, nobody wants to see that Nationals three-headed monster for them is really get past this game and you have a whole new – Life, look, I'm under the uh, personal opinion that I think that we've seen regression with the Dodgers starters. You know, Walker Bueller, he's night and day home and away. Obviously, Kershaw is Kershaw, but he's not as good as he used to be. And then, Rudy, you look tired and worn out at the end of the season. You know, he's thrown a lot of pitches, lots of innings. I feel like that he really has seen his better baseball, and I'm not as impressed with the Dodgers. Like, if you, if you, if you, I have to say, if you ask me, did the Dodgers get better? At the, at the end of the season, season than they were at the beginning of the season. season. I would say no. I think the Dodgers are, are the same team, if not a tiny bit worse than they were at the beginning of the season. I think the Dodgers are beatable, and so I think that them avoiding the Nationals would be huge. Yeah, I agree with that. But at the same time, this is still a team that won 102 games. And Kershaw – or, yeah, 106 games, my bad. And Kershaw did look great down the stretch. Ryu, I agree with that. He definitely fell off some. He looked tired. And I think part of that's because he hasn't been, been able to stay healthy and pitch a full season, really, the last couple of years. He hasn't started 30 games the last few years, and this year he did. Uh, the first half, he was unhittable. Couldn't touch him. Um, but after the All-Star break, you saw him slow down a good bit. Um, I think that getting some rest, he hasn't pitched, and he'll go at least a week between starts. I think that'll be good for him going into the NLDS. Um, but the matchup, I, I would love to see L.A. against Washington. That's a matchup with those three starters that Washington has and the big three that L.A. has. That would be just that would just be great baseball for me. I'd love to watch that. But I think that uh, I think the Brewers might pull this one out. And it looks like Scherzer's in a little bit a little bit of trouble right now too. Oh, oh yeah, no. I mean, we'll see. It's still, still it's still a good bit of baseball left in the postseason here. But I mean. I agree with you. It's not looking good so far. Um, let's keep things moving here now. Let's go over to the AL and talk about these matchups. Obviously, the Astros are still waiting to see who they play, so we'll come back to this one in a second. But we got the Twins at the Yankees. Um, I, I think this is going to be a really fun matchup to watch. I personally cannot wait to see this one. I mean, you got two of the best-hitting teams in baseball going at it with each other, so that makes it even better. Um, who you got here in this one, Ben? I'll tell you who I got. I got the over here in every <laughs> single game uh, with these two teams. Uh, obviously, the Twins breaking records with their home runs this year. The Yankees hitting a lot of home runs as well, and they're healthy now for the most part compared to where they were. They, I don't know how they did what they did this year. Uh, Aaron Boone – or wait, I always get the Boones mixed up. He deserves a lot of, uh, he deserves a lot of credit for what they, this team's been through as well um, with all these injuries, the way they were able to – make it as far as they did the way they were able to win that tough division. It seemed like a new guy would just step up for them every time, just repeatedly one guy after another guys like Gio or Shello would step up 
and uh, just be tearing the cover off the ball for the Yankees. I'm going to go with the Yanks here because I like their pitching a little bit better. Um, but this is going to be a fun series to watch. And with MLB hitting more home runs than ever, I think this series might – I mean, it is only best of five, but they still might break the record for most home runs in a playoff series here. Yeah, yeah no, I absolutely agree, agree with you on that. that. I, just, I, feel I feel like the Twins, twins came, came out the gates just so damn hot that, that you know, know nobody could really catch them. And then after that, they really played 500 baseball. baseball. Um, I I'm, don't think the Yankees have great pitching, which I think is what takes to win in the postseason. On the flip side of things for the Twins, I mean, guys like Jake Odorizzi, I think you'll get absolutely destroyed by the Yankees hitting. Like you said, you know, the Yankees, it's next man up. They did they did lose uh, Herman and Paxton banged up. But, I mean, the Yankees can replace anybody no matter what. The Yankees have the experience. I like the Yankees to win this series, but I think it'll be a fun one. Lots of runs scored, like you said. And speaking of Paxton, he really underachieved this year. I expected a lot more out of him coming over from Seattle. That was a pretty high-profile trade. That was a guy that a lot of teams were in on. And he looked like he could be a real difference maker for the Yankees, and he came over and he just kind of flopped. So, I mean, he had a couple great starts. There were flashes there where he was lights out. But overall, he was really disappointing this year. And for the Yankees' sake, I hope he bounces back and does a lot better next year. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he definitely, definitely was very, very underwhelming this season. And he, he honestly, he got shelled a lot this season. But, no, I agree with you. It's going to be a lot of runs. It'll be a fun series to watch. Um, let's move now to the Astros versus either the Mariners or the uh, A's or um, Tampa Bay. I don't know why I said the Mariners. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Mariners weren't sniffing the playoffs this year. Hey, Mariners are my sleeper team, though. They they uh, they kept me alive for a month. I was sitting there thinking my sleeper might work out, and then nope. Yeah, then they <laughs> got about as cold as cold can get. But yeah, what do you think about this series? Uh, I think the Astros are going to take it pretty easily, no matter who they face. Uh, the A's have shown that they can put up a fight against the Astros in that tough division. The A's played pretty well against them, but I mean the Astros, I think, might be the most complete team in the playoffs right now, especially after they went and got Zach Greinke. Um, offensively, they're stacked. The pitching, another three-headed monster right there where they got Greinke, Cole, and Verlander. They've got the top two Cy Young candidates in the American League and Zach Greinke. And a pretty good bullpen to go with that. So I think that they're going to breeze through this series, honestly. But, I mean, yeah. you never know what can happen again, especially if it's the A's, because I'm going to go against the A's and then – you know, you never know what can happen. The A's proved me wrong time and time again, and the Rays are a good team as well. But I think the Astros right now are just the most complete team in the American League for sure, and uh, I think they should be able to take care of business. Yeah, yeah I'm going to agree with you completely here on this one as well. I think the Astros, you know, like I said, pitching the Bales, and they got the top two Cy Young guys in the AL, and they got Zach Greinke, a guy who's been there many times before. They got a decent bullpen. They got – all the hitting and more, everything you could want from their bat side. I mean, Correa's a little banged up, but, I mean, this team had, like, this team, I believe, had Correa, Springer, and one of their other big bats on the uh, DL, and they, or IL, and they still just kept on winning games left right. I got to go with the Astros here. All right, let's go ahead and pick our uh, NL and AL champion and our World Series champion. Who are you going to win the NL? I mean, I'm going with the Braves and the NL. Shocker. How am I gonna go, how am I gonna go against the Braves, man? Especially like working with them, being around that team every day, seeing the work they put in, 
just seeing these guys go about their business day after day. Um, and looking at the young talent the Braves have, uh, I think that was a big problem for them last year is these young guys, they were inexperienced. They didn't really know what to expect. I think they got a little bit shell-shocked when they got there. Um, this year it'll be different. They've been through it before. Uh, guys like Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, uh, unfortunately, Johan Camargo, who went over the series last year, won't be able to redeem himself with uh, that shin fracture he's dealing with right now. But, I mean, the one thing I can think of that might mess that up is Freddie Freeman's elbow. Uh, so, got to hope that uh, I mean, he said that when he washes his hair, that's how he can tell. So, we got to hope that when he washes his hair, it goes pretty well here because that bone spur is something i'm worrying about uh he kind of he sh uh, really struggled to end the year he missed some time he didn't make the flight to kansas city because of it apparently he's had it for i think four years and it hasn't really flared up hadn't really bothered him too much so hopefully this time off will help him out and if that's the case then i think that the braves are the best team in the national league and um so, fingers crossed, everything's okay with him. Uh, also got to watch Ronald Acuna's hip, although uh, I think that's gonna I think that's gonna be fine. Uh, he had to be removed from the game and uh, missed the end of the year. But this is he's a guy that he's gonna play through it if he. And this is and Snit said that too. He said if this was do or die, he'd be playing. And I think he'll be fine. I don't know if he'll be able to steal the bases that uh, that he did in the regular season, but I mean. If this team stays healthy, I think they're the best team in the National League. You look at the pitching, too. Mike Soroka, one of the best pitchers in the league. Dallas Keuchel's a big-game guy. Um, and you look at the success that the guys that are lined up to possibly start game four, and I think they might kind of split them up and maybe start Freed and bring Julio in afterwards or vice versa. They've both had a lot of success against the Cardinals. Freed's best start of his career was against the Cardinals in St. Louis. So being in St. Louis for a game four – uh, I think the Braves definitely have the advantage there. Mike Soroka with the lowest road ERA in baseball in St. Louis. Seems like a pretty easy one for him there. Um, and then, I mean, Dallas Keuchel, Mike Fultonevich, too, is the best pitcher they had down the stretch. He struggled to start the year. Another guy that was dealing with, bone spur, with a bone spur in his elbow. Struggled to start the year, got sent down. Since he came back up, he's been the best pitcher in the Braves rotation. So they get 2018 Fulty. And that's, that's another guy who was kind of shell-shocked a bit last year and first uh, first postseason experience. And now he's yeah, – Yeah, he, he didn't even make it out of the first inning of that first postseason game. I think he, he made it out of the first. Well, well you, you know, know what I mean, though. Like, like, he, got, he gave up quite a few runs, runs in that first game. Yeah. But yeah. My, my biggest thing, thing I think of the Braves this postseason is I don't want to hear – that bullshit from, from these Braves, Braves fans. Part of my language, but I don't, don't want to hear it. Oh, we're Atlanta in the playoffs. playoffs. You're, You're going to say that. Please go ahead and root for the other team. I don't even want you wearing our stuff coming out of the park to support the team. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I haven't felt this good about an Atlanta team since the Falcons team that went to the World Series. Like, I just feel like this team, like, they're together, you know? Like, it doesn't matter who's in the lineup. If it's. If, if it's, it's um, Ortega, Ortega or if it, you know, it really doesn't matter who's playing in our lineup for us that day. They're, they're going to put out, I mean, like, Echeverria has never hit the ball this well, and he's been crushing it, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Francisco Cervelli, like, he's hitting, I don't even know if he's hitting his weight before he came over. Matt Joyce, too, you got to talk about how good he's been. Um, he was a guy that was a minor league deal in San Francisco in the minor, uh, in spring training. 
and uh, the Braves took him off their hands, and he's just been unreal all year. Pretty good off the bench, but in games that he started, he's been one of the best hitters in the lineup. Great guy in the clubhouse, too. Uh, really highly respected guy, and he has been killing the ball for the Braves this year, and that was a huge pickup for Alex Anthopoulos. Yeah, yeah, and I also think it's huge, too, adding Dallas Keuchel to the team and adding a guy who's already got the postseason experience. He's been there before, and same thing with Donaldson. I mean, nobody wants to talk about Donaldson as the best addition any team made to their baseball team. You know, I thought Donaldson, he's he's arguably the best addition any team made in this MLB offseason. He's the bringer of rain. He actually crushed the ball, and I think the team really rallied along with him, and I think he feels like he might have found a home here in Atlanta, so hopefully we can bring him back. I can't think of anybody that – could be above him for offseason acquisitions of any team this past year. I mean, looking at what he's done, maybe long-term you could go with a couple of these guys that signed the longer deals, maybe like Patrick Corbin, if Josh Donaldson doesn't come back. Machado. But solely for 2019, I think J.D. head and shoulders above all these other guys that signed in the offseason. Um, he's been a huge pickup, a huge addition for the Braves, and he's got probably the best home run celebration in baseball. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion might have something to say about that with the Edwin Parrot. But uh, the bringer of rain, getting that umbrella out, you know, tough to beat. I don't think anybody can beat that. Um, let's move over here now to the AL and pick our winner. I'm going to start us off here with this one. I got to go with the Astros. I mean, the Yankees, they have a great team and all, but I just feel like they're too injured and they kind of lack the star power. The, the Astros have the Astros, Astros you know, they got, got all those A-list hitters. I mean, like we were saying earlier, they're stacked from top to bottom, hitting the ball wise. Then when you look at the flip side of things, the pitching, I mean, no one wants to see that three-headed monster there with Strasburg, Verlander. I mean, why do I say Strasburg? Verlander, Grinky, and geez, I'm confusing all my names tonight. And uh, and uh, Garrett Cole, you know, that's a that's three Cy Young winners right there. All those guys got good playoff experience and everything. You know, the Astros were right there down to last year. I feel like they're you know, you know, they're, they're like, like that. They're, they're that, that team that's, that's always going to be there every single year and knocking on the door of winning the World Series or going back to it, kind of like what the Dodgers have been. And I just don't see how they can't get back there this year. Yeah, and I agree with that. Uh, I think that the Astros and Yankees offensively are neck and neck, two really good hitting teams. But ultimately, the Astros pitching is what I think separates them from every other team in the American League. I think that's what puts them above and beyond. Uh, because offensively, you're looking at a lot of teams that are kind of hanging in there neck and neck. But none of these teams have the pitching that the Astros have. I think they're the most complete team in the American League. And I think ultimately they'll get past the Yankees and the ALCS. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you there completely. All right. I, I think everyone knows who we're going to pick to win the World Series. But we got to tell them. I mean, I can't say otherwise. Who you got, bid? I mean, you know who I've got. I can't go against my Braves, man. You know it. I mean, last year, if I had said it, I'd be lying. Last year, if I'd said that I thought they were the best team in baseball, I'd be lying. This I year, think you might have. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this year, this year, I mean, the Astros could do it. The Yankees could do it. The Dodgers could do it. The Braves could do it. And... Being around these guys, like I said, watching the way they go about their business, I think they have a great coaching staff. I think they're a complete team. I really like what they did with the bullpen. Guys like Mark Melanson, who, by the way, in his career has a sub-1 ERA against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Something to look at there. Mm. Um, and he's from San Francisco, Francisco where he plays them, them what, 19, 19 times a year? 
Oh yeah, that's. I think that's the biggest reason that Melanson was up there on the Braves shopping list. The deadline is. <coughs> uh, yeah, don't podcast while sick, guys. Um, I think that's one of the biggest reasons the Braves went out and got him is his success against the Dodgers. He's a veteran. He's been there, done that, and uh, after a bumpy start, he's been good. He hasn't blown a save for the Braves. Knock on wood. He's been really good with them. Shane Green settled in some. Chris Martin settled in. Uh, these three additions that the Braves made are going to be huge. Sean Newcomb's been unbelievable since moving to the bullpen. Um, Luke Jackson's a guy that's just continually proven everybody wrong, and I think it's he's going to really love to get on that big stage out there. Um, so the Braves' bullpen is something that's really come a long way. Uh, the starting's good, especially on the road. And uh, offensively, they're as good as anybody. Even without uh, Ender and Ciarte, even with uh, Austin Riley struggling, even without Camargo, without Culberson, offensively, they're as good as anybody. Look at uh, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman, Josh Donaldson. I'll take that top four in the lineup over anybody else's any day of the week. Yeah, yeah you know, know, as, as much, much as, as I, I am a homer, I got to go with my braids here, man, man you know. Yeah. I just, I just feel, feel like we've got, got the special team, and we've made it this far. far. There's nothing this team can't do. I mean, they've played so well together. I feel like they've, they've really rallied well around each other. And, you know, I always think back when I knew this team. What day I figured out this team was so special was when we played the Dodgers and we lost that opening game with Soroka in that series. I was like, wow, we're about to get swept. I guess we're just a deep. We're going to have a good regular season. It's going to be whatever in the playoffs. And, no, we ended up beating Ryu with Fulci, who had been awful pretty much all season long. Comes out there, beats Ryu. Then we turn around the next day, and I can't even remember. The L. Ortega, baby. Yeah, that's an Ortega hit the grand slam. You know, we see Acuna get pulled out of the game for for not hustling on a ball that he thought was going to be a home run that didn't end up, and he gets caught stealing. And you see him get pulled out, and you're like, wow, well, I think this might just ruin the whole team chemistry. But no, you get a grand slam from Ortega, and pretty much blows the game wide open and it gives the Braves the victory. You know, I That was when I knew this team was special, and I like this team to win the World Series, man. You know, Atlanta, we've had long enough to drought. We're due. We're owed it. You know, we had the worst loss ever with the Falcons blowing that World Series or the Super Bowl, and I just feel like it's time, man. What can't, why, can't, why not Atlanta? You know, it's our year. Yeah, and, I mean, that's another thing. Uh, the last time the Braves were swept by the Mets, to end a season was 1995. You know who won the World Series in 1995? The Braves. Atlanta Braves. One thing that I will say that I'm pretty pissed off about is Sam Holbrook, the umpire that made that infield fly call in the wild card game against St. Louis back in the day, is the crew chief for the Atlanta St. Louis NLDS. I don't like that. I think that's Joe Torrey's way of just giving a big middle finger to the entire city of Atlanta. But I think the Braves will still come out on top there. Uh, it's just something to keep an eye on. When they introduce the umpires at SunTrust Park on Thursday, don't be surprised to hear a cascade of booze coming down. Yeah, yeah my, my uh, cup, cup might have found, found its way, way on the field, field when that call happened. happened. I mean, that's, that's one of the worst calls I think, I think I've ever seen in uh, sports, so... so. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a big middle finger, finger Sam Holbrook, but let's, let's get, get after it, dude. I'm excited. I know you're excited. You're working on the games. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be inside on Thursday. I'll be outside on Friday. Hey, hey y'all look, look for a bid down the third baseline to make a few uh, diving catches, a couple web gyms down there. So I'm I'm worried. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried. I 
can't remember the last time that I made an error. I was kind of hoping I was going to make one, like the last home stand, because I don't kind of do for one. Uh, I was hoping that it, I was hoping I'd make an error the last home stand, and then it didn't happen. I'm like, well, guess I got to go the rest of the year without one. You can't do it in October. Yeah, yeah October, October, you ain't got, got no time for errors, man. We, we don't need, need any of that in October, but you got, you got anything else you want to say before I let you go? go? That's about it, man. Chop on. Hey, hey chop, chop on. I appreciate you coming on once again, Bid. Uh, me and Bid are also going to start uh, an Atlanta-only podcast here soon. If you got any name ideas, send it to us and help us out. Yeah, that's the only thing holding us up right now. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing holding us up, up. but we appreciate, appreciate y'all tuning in, in, and peace. Already have a special first guest planned, by the way. Uh, not going to announce it yet, but keep an eye out for that. We've already got him. Uh, so it's going to be an icy, freezy first episode. So y'all stay tuned.